Ready for the cannabis bonanza? Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Welcome. Got it. Welcome to the New Hemp Time Show, recorded at Gotham Studios, the sweetest smelling podcast studio in the world. As usual, today's episode is partially powered by McSorley's Chili Dogs from McSorley's Ale House, the oldest ale house in the world. Also, shout out to the Five and Dime with their old fashions handcrafted by Aaron. And also our friend Eddie and his buddy with the nice hair and a ponytail at the Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Eddie, that's right. Who was that? They gave us free alcohol and And food. food. Yeah, Yeah, so who doesn't want to give a shout out for free alcohol and food? So in other words, if you want free alcohol, if you want to give us free alcohol, Alcohol and food. We'll do a shout out. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Damn, that works. We also have Pay some Patreon food. supporters now. I know. So, Finally, uh, some people have started to pay. So thank you. Woo! Hey. Thank you all. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And today, as usual, we're joined by the unapologetic farmer, Randy Cameroon Jr. <laughs> hey, hey. All right. What's up? Uh, we are also joined by uh, the one of the best comedians in Manhattan, performing every week on in HBO's Crashing. Greer Barn. That's All right. right. Uncle Wazy. And, All right. And here for our checkup is our licensed clinical social worker, <laughs> Jan Roberts. Hello, everybody. Don't frisk me. Don't frisk you. Well, wait. Did you know that some exciting news is going on? Mm-mm. I'm going to be graduating soon with my doctorate. Oh, so anyway, Jan. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm the future Dr. Jan. Uh, I'm jealous of Dr. J over there. So I wanted to kind of start <laughs> off this because we've... Dr. J's. I know. Damn right. We got doctors in the house. <laughs> Dr. J's in the house, right? Uh, I know. But we used to, we, you were always a doc, but it's official. I know. I know. Loving it. I love the fact that you guys are going to come hear me anyway. Yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to kind of check in, see how we're doing this week. You know, it's been a very eventful week for some of us. Last week, we had attended that forum that we had talked about. And I'd like to kind of start in with you, Jay. Hun, how's it going this week? It's been really busy. I think the most exciting thing I got to participate in was Saturday, went down to Philadelphia for the yeah. Pennsylvania Black Journalists Association. So I was invited mm. to be on a panel. Big. At least three news stations I could count were on there. We yep. got covered by a, a CBS 10 and, yep. and these other stations. The moderator of my panel was um, Sherry Gregg, who's the NPR Fresh, ho- uh, Fresh Air host. Oh, wow. So, I mean, mm. it was like all-star cast of yep. people there. A uh, really unique conference in terms of just um, the type of content that they were looking at. And one of the things that came out of that is when we think about why some programs are failing, like in New York, what what happened with legalization there? Like, Tell us about what, what the oh, – uh, Sorry, yeah. What, so folks understand what the form and the So this was, was basically um, this guy, Tahid Chappelle, who yep. um, he had been writing on cannabis and trying to get this the oldest, one of the oldest journalist associations to take on this issue of cannabis formally and educate people. And he um, is now part of the board there. And he actually, I worked with him on an article that got on the front page of the Washington Post. And so he reached out to me and all these people that gave him backstory and put together this thing and convinced the association to go with it, which is a fairly conservative group. And so they invited media folks from all over. So you had all these independent journalists, all these freelance journalists, all these writers. Mm. Bustle was there. Like, they had journalists covering it. Every type of publication and newspaper within, like, the tri-state area, you could imagine it, people there who do video. And um, and their panelists were other health professionals, other uh, people in the cannabis industry. So the panel that I was on was on the ABCs of cannabis and terminology. And how do you even talk about mm, this? Mm. What What's the difference between hemp and cannabis? Is yep. there a real difference? Mm. Uh, where do the terms like marijuana come from and what do they mean? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they had panels on how to get started in the cannabis industry. They had a lot of uh, panels on social justice issues and, you know, people most affected by the drug war. You know, they should be the ones who are able to also profit yep. in this yep. industry as well. And how do you create those mechanisms and what do they look like right. and things right. like that. And these are Philadelphia local folks. Yeah, a lot um, of them are local. A lot, lot of them were local. And, Shout out and to also, Philadelphia. Yep. Folks Philly. came from around, I guess, tri-state area also. Yeah. yeah. Check That's that cool. out. That's cool. cool. Yeah. So it was good. Well, and also there was another thing about you that you were you forgot about. You were on CBS this well, a study that you were a part of was oh, yeah. mentioned on CBS this morning about CBD and CBD safety. Yeah, and then I was almost on Fox and Friends as in they're like, "We'll get back to you. We want you on the show." And then uh, crickets. <laughs> that's messed up to do when you got to get up at like 5 in the morning know, to get right? there. I'm like Fox and Friends. Like, they're like, "Sorry, you're not good enough." <laughs> My man got some TV covers this week. It was uh, it was right a little on. little it was it was really wild. Yeah, and so I got my first day off on Sunday in like 2 weeks. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, good, yeah, good. Well, what about you, Randy? What's going on in your world? Uh, not much this week. I lost a fish. Oh, <laughs> oh don't, don't, don't. He's old. Which you one? saw uh, yeah. blue uh, one. What? D- deep blue one, about 12 uh, years old. Really? Mm-hmm. They yeah. live that long? Mm-hmm. Mine oh. do. <laughs> what yeah, are you feeding did. them? Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Uh, wow. But hey, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm curious. Can I ask a really tacky question? Please. How did you did you flush him down the toilet? Or no, he's no? too big to go down the hole. So you oh. know you have to put him in the back. That reminds me of a funny story, real quick. <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. Me. So um, I lost a Cena tilapia frontosa one time, which is out of Lake uh, Lake Tanganyika. And it, this fish in was where? Manal- well, I- in, uh, neck, in Malawi. Thank Malawi. you, sir. Okay. Malawi. Um, and the <clears> fish <throat> was about 12 inches long and it, it, too big to go in the toilet. And there's uh, so I put him in a garbage bag. <laughs> and I used to have this, this old homeless cat that would literally oh s- smoke crack in underneath by where we put the, the trash pet, you know, where the trash cans are. Mm-hmm. So you walk out of the apartment building, go down the steps, and he is old, old cranky, you know, hitting the crack pipe behind the trash cans, you know, and we'd ask him, can you please go to another building? Man, He wouldn't hurt nobody, but he's always behind the, you know, damn trash cans. So I walk down with the fish, <laughs> throw it in the trash can, <laughs> Head back upstairs. By the time I got to the door, nerves kicked in uh-huh. and started flapping <laughs> on the damn trash can. <laughs> he hollered, dropped the crack, <laughs> he dropped the crack. <laughs> and ran up. You know, ran up out of there. So, yeah. I hope that stopped his habit. <laughs> That's I a good deterrent. Yeah, I doubt it, too. Oh, he uh, might have thought he was having psychosis. That's exactly yeah. what he thought. Like, what the fuck was that? What was that? All right, Mr. Barnes, how are you, and what's been going on in your world this week? Uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't lose any fish. <laughs> good, <laughs> so good, good. That's good. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, uh, writing some stuff and... Um, Enjoying yeah, life? That's it. All right. Sounds <laughs> like a good plan. <laughs> yeah. You know, Greer doesn't writing. share a lot no, here. 
just wait, wait till the, wait till we move along in the segments. Cause. I know, I know, I know. So today we got another fun show. We got a word of the day. We're going to focus on some research. I think that's bigger than it'll affect our lives more than gravitational waves that mm. you know were discovered. It's about dispensary staff mm. training and the future of that. Because mm. if you're in the industry, that's a big deal. Mm. We have a lot of good information on our finding or fiction segment. We'll, we'll test your knowledge on recent cannabis news and science. We also have the FDA hearing coming up where the FDA is going to be taking public comment. And we'll end with some mind munchies, some food for thought, your guys' chance to kind of sound off on anything you want or inspire or uninspire people. Right. Your choice. Uninspire. <laughs> no, we're going to inspire people. Of course. We Why don't you just give up, man? Quit. <laughs> <laughs> uninspire. That's a good self-help book, yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, That's a segment. Yeah. Stay in bed. <laughs> I keep sleeping. Right. Keep sleeping. It doesn't matter anyway, is anyway. what I call it. Exactly. It doesn't matter. matter anyway. doesn't matter anyway. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well. <sighs> oh, <wow>. Sorry. So, <laughs> We're a little goofy today. Yeah. Well, I, th- yeah, I think that's good because our, our word is about uh, an ancient word for cannabis. It's a Hindi and Sanskrit word. Yeah. And it's called manan mana. And my Sanskrit isn't up to date, Wait. so it's a little hard to pronounce. But How is it again? M A N O N M A N A. So it's a manan mana. Manun, mana. And this is an ancient word which means accomplishes the objects of the mind. One of the many. Hit it one more time. Mana. <laughs> mano. Like, like baby mama drama. Manun, yeah. mana. Mano, <laughs> mama. Okay. Like, like the last word is like mana or mana. So yeah. man on, like man on mana. Ah, and, uh, man yeah. on mana. Manun, yeah. mana. Yep. And this is a word which it implies that cannabis helps people. It is used in some ancient ways to help people accomplish goals. Uh, there are other words out there we'll get to next week that have opposite meanings. It's sort of a plant that has a thousand names throughout cultures and society. And a thousand different uses. Absolutely. Now, this Absolutely. is the Aztec folks. Oh, no. This is like no. ancient. In, in, yeah, this oh, is before this is that. Sanskrit. This, this is, is like Central Asia, oh, this India. Is, yeah. This is like they were when they were writing with like, you know, triangles on clay right. tablets. Wow. Right. This is pre. So, so like what era? Like what time period? So this period? would be Sumerian. That's before the Sumerians. No, like it can't be. <laughs> this is like is BC. No. This is BC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, really? This is like. Yeah, this is really, really uh, know, ancient words, and ancient. there's a lot of them. And and so, how is it related to cannabis again? That's one of the words for it. Wow. One of the words for An the unlocking part of your mind. Yeah. That's amazing. The objects of, of the mind. Wow. So I wonder Is that what, what it translates into? Yeah, yeah, that's literally what it translates into. So what do you think that's that means? Crazy. I mean, because in video games, if you're a magic user, you have a thing called mana. Yeah, and you can run out of it. When, uh, How do you use it? It depends. Like if I wanted to throw, if I had to throw, I could have enough mana just to throw three fireballs. And mm. once I do shoot those three, those three, the mana's gone. And then I think either you take a potion or it comes back gradually. Usually you have to take yeah, a potion the, or something to... You love video games, don't you? Um, yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're not bad. They are forms of entertainment, Jim. <laughs> you should see some of them, dude. Got some serious graphics. Definitely, I've been enjoying Breath of the Wild on the Switch. That is yeah. so much fun. It's the only game I've ever played where, like, I'd be cool if all my save data got lost and I had to replay this. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Zelda Breath of the oh, Wild. Zelda. Zelda. <laughs> ah. Right on, Jake. Oh, my well, God. If you guys are ready, I want to discuss something new that was published. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and so, you know, my background, you know, I did a lot of trainings in the cannabis industry. I've worked at dispensaries in the past three of them before I moved out east. And so every time I see 
research that's actually about the operations where people are going and getting cannabis, I'm mm-hmm. interested in it. And I, you know, for the for people who work in the industry, this is bigger than gravitational waves being discovered, right? This will actually affect your lives and what you do. Mm-hmm. And a study was published with a really wordy title of this called Implementation and Effectiveness of an Online Responsible Vendor Training Program for Recreational Marijuana Stores in Colorado. And so what these guys did is they got this accredited program. They're like through these educational resources. And they went out and they talked to not just law enforcement, mm-hmm. but they called up a bunch of people in the industry and said, hey, we're going to develop the, what's going to be the mandatory online training program. Because as you might imagine, going out into the world and being like, I want to get trained in cannabis, there's a huge variety of people of with background styles and content. That will, and they need to standardize that. Like, like a blueprint. Yeah. How do you check IDs? Like exactly. that should be pretty straightforward and standardized, right? How do you identify someone who might be impaired or intoxicated? Those are some rules. What can you say? What can't you say? But the weird thing was is how the lack of response from the industry kind of struck me. They had, they called up. They had to call 120 stores to get enough people who were willing to fill out the surveys and comment on what they needed for their staff. Uh, 100 locations. Why is that? Did they, not... were <laughs> they were lazy. high. I don't have time for this, right. man. You want to talk to me? Come in here. <laughs> what do you want, man? I've got Sugar Tree. I've got Purple Haze, man. Choose a bud, bro. I don't have time to fill that out, man. So they Come didn't on, fill man. it out. Why do you think that is? Well, they only so nine places outright refused to participate. <laughs> really? <laughs> Why would it like, not totally about? Like, totally. This is some fed shit. You yeah. Know, I'm like, not feeling anything. Like You've got paranoia? My, yeah, paranoia. Well, oh, like, you're smoking the product. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, they, they really wanted to know, like, what do your – like, maybe it was a lawsuit thing. Because they're like, what do you train your employees on? Like, I have to get back to you on that. Like, they, uh, they did does get, it break down to maybe there there is no training? I, like, I could – look, I yeah. smoke weed, dude. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, we even tried to Much. do some training you know, for some dispensaries mm. that you, weren't You have a point, Greer, yeah. is that maybe the training is There is. No, I mean, I just might know a lot about particular marijuana and how it makes me it. feel. You're hitting it. And also, and also the evolution of underground growers that become legal mm-hmm. that haven't mm-hmm. done all mm-hmm. of their business work mm-hmm. yet, but mm-hmm. they've done enough to register and get their business started. Right, right. So, and then they wind up hiring, like, and they wind up hiring some, somebody else. Like Jan knows this, and Randy, right. yo, bet I, what? Okay, I'll work there. And it's, yeah. I think it's important we clarify this is just about adult use recreational staff training. And in now, Colorado. And so, since the most of the people participated in this open consensus process were from the alcohol industry, it's going to mm-hmm. be based on sort of the good vendor practices for people who sell alcohol. And so they they find they found about five or six things. One was making sure people know how to check IDs. Like is it expired? Is it for this person? Right? Preventing mm-hmm. sales uh, because you know when the attorney general put out this thing several years ago saying if you're going to operate a business and you don't want to be, have the feds come after you, you have to prevent right. sales to minors. You have right. to prevent diversion. Yeah. So if someone buys it, they know they can't <clears throat> sell it on the street. And you have to inform people on that. Um, you have to, you know, uh, let people know about information about how to use products. Um, and they even interviewed some of these stores. Like, do you have information about how to take edibles? Like guidelines, safety information, how much to take. And majority of the places had no written information about how to use these things. Mm-hmm. And neither written training for the staff on what to say. Now, you know, people who have been in cannabis for a long time... It's a second. It's like a language for them. But, sure. But you have someone in their mid twenties, maybe coming right out of college, still in college. They they they're not doctors. They what do they know about 
the onset of drugs and how they might affect you? It's, or it's, drug drug interactions. I mean, it's a huge issue. I mean, they're making medical decisions some based states on people have banned uh, dispensary well, staff from even talking about using well, it for certain conditions. But it highlights really. but it highlights a huge issue. I'm really concerned about kind of I I like to think that a, you know most use is therapeutic use, and so we have and they're termed bud tenders like a bartender, yeah. right? <clears throat> and they're coming in. You know, they do just have information and probably had smoked weed, and we're interested. In it, and they're coming in without a real understanding of what people are coming in for. We actually talked to the patrons or the, the, the patrons, tenders. like oh, the, okay, patrons the patrons or the bud tenders don't really know. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if someone's coming in with anxiety, what does that mean? Is it a panic attack? Is it an anxiety disorder? I had a client, I think I talked about her on here before, where she was actually taking clonopin with a variety of cannabis that actually was exacerbating her anxiety because someone had because the bud tender had recommended this variety to her and this particular variety actually exacerbated her anxiety yeah and so she was like popping clonopin to bring herself down and and we're talking about people who and 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 this isn't dissing them it's just the system that's what i mean here and we have a system where people are going to a recreational or adult use store for therapeutic reasons but even i didn't understand but see i'm even going to argue in the medical cannabis um dispensaries we have a lot of states that don't have registered pharmacists there oh. where the bud tenders are still making these decisions See, and I've recommendations i have in the state of delaware mm. it's like that and they don't know what the hell they don't it's just the dispensary staff they're freestyling and they're freestyling mm. and they have a sheet that says good for these conditions mm-hmm. we don't know where wow. the hell they get this information uh-huh. for they don't even know where so, they're getting because i've asked them questions like well how do you know so this a lot how of do the, you, you know? this well it says it on the paper yeah <laughs> no, right? it says it right here right. on the paper Right, well, right. They, they're brand ambassadors at the dispensary. They're right. kind of the mercy of the of people course. who are bringing those products. Of yeah, course. like you they're said, it's on the paper. Yeah. Right. And then that's, yeah. that's it says it right here. And they're right. there to push certain brands. Sometimes. Too. Sometimes. Sure. I remember one example where they were actually, they had like a wheel, spinning a wheel that one of the major brands were actually promoting their products and you could get 10% off or a t-shirt or this or that if you bought their products and stuff. At so a medical it, dispensary. At a, a medical. medical dispensary. So they had a wheel. Yeah. Yes. So and this, Vanna White was like... Yeah. No, he wasn't that cute. <laughs> he, or that old. <laughs> she is... Guys, she's like I old. I know. She, she, have you seen Pat Sajak and her lately? She's had some work done. Sorry. Yeah, they're melons. <laughs> <are digressed>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> So that's just phase one of this study, and we're already getting into contentious issues about what knowledge should be talked about right. and what shouldn't. So they finally got you know several businesses on the phone to fill out these surveys, employees, law enforcement, and they came up with basically five areas, uh, and they created this online training program. It's already created, and then they rolled it out. They called back those 120 stores, and they actually got at least one individual from each of those places to take the training. But they didn't participate in creating it, which was a little weird, but this is where I think they like just wanted to mess with us. But they said overall, 420 store employees registered the training and completed it. And I was like, 420 employees, That's, really? Come on, 420. But um, but they basically were trained on the Don't laws in their area, right. ID checking, health effects, customer service, and rules of the trade. Those are the 
And these are sophisticated online interactive modules where you have like little games and stuff. Because you know what happens if you I don't know if you take an online trainings before and it's just right. like a two hour clip of some guy talking. Right. You might start multitasking or doing other that's, stuff. They, that's what will happen. And it sounds like nightclub safety training, <laughs> essentially checking IDs, you know, mm-hmm. making sure liquor right. is liquor. I mean, how to deal with, uh, right. I mean, how much. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and identifying an intoxicating person. This is one problem that is, is an issue yeah, with that. A person intoxicated, when you say that, you mean alcohol? Because like, yeah. that's, that's not the a good term question. you use for someone who's. I don't know, man. Anybody who's been like completely out of it, like like just out of it, yeah. it's not marijuana. Like, no. no, I've never seen a right. person completely bent, broke, like just yeah. out of yeah. it from mm-hmm. marijuana. Not unless it was either uh, uh, dust, um, exactly. angel dust, or something more. Right? Wait, like, wait, hold on. We had someone told us um, he was. I know Greer's like hitting the table. Um, we uh, had someone that we were talking to about this issue several months ago about how um, this one place dispensary had someone coming in and they were the patient was suicidal like what did they do and they don't know really even how to kind of handle this those person kinds came of into issues. A, 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 dispensary a dispensary and just started talking about that they were really depressed were feeling suicidal oh they revealed it once they what, were in right there. okay and well, i have to tell you wait, hold call. on hold on hold on as a licensed you know, clinician, I am obligated at that point when I hear that I have to do safety assessments, stuff like that. They don't know what to do. They don't know the resources out there to kind of handle some of these very nuanced and difficult issues. And, and I feel for them. Because so if you were in line behind that that person, you would you have would to have intervene. Had I wouldn't intervene? be able to leave. Yes. What? I would have to do a safety by assessment. Law? Like, by dub- law. I could lose my license. outside in yes. New York. And you I would got, lose like, my license. It's like yep. if someone yes. said, there's a wow. doctor in the house, and you're like, not oh, this shit. time. I, like, well, yeah. we had yeah. an For incident. <laughs> I was, we had an Suicide? incident. No, no, no. Seriously, we had an incident last weekend uh-huh. where, or week, weekend before last, where <clears throat> I was in a place, and this guy started having a psychotic episode, and the person was actually exacerbating oh. them, and I had to stay there. Because I knew what was going to happen if they didn't stop this. And, and and I was really upset and was just like, oh, my God, this guy's having kind of a break right now that we really need to help him. And the people who were running this event didn't know how to train, how to what? handle it. But those are the – it happens all the time. Welcome to my world. Is it like – that's why I asked you yesterday. Yeah. Okay. About, so, I mean, but is it like a – dangerous. Yeah. I see all sorts is, of Is there is, – I mean, I'm – What? Is there like a – Three step, like here's what you can do in case this happens. You know what I mean? For us, like, yeah, we're trained. Choking. Generally, it's called nine one one. Especially right. someone yeah. loses consciousness, becomes disoriented. Mm-hmm. That's what we were trained to do back in the day before. But like, if someone's know. choking, you give them the Heimlich. Yeah, like, it's uh, very standard stuff like that. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and you know, one of the last things they also train people on were robbery. What to do if there's a robbery? And for me, this was like triggered my PTSD because we used to get training on robberies, but if we were being robbed by the DEA. And before <laughs> Colorado went legal and we had these guidelines, we had to hire people. <laughs> we Drug had, enforcement agency. Yeah, we had to. We would, like, this did is, they raid you? Yeah, yeah. This was a real, this was a real, there were hundreds of raids on dozens of operators yeah. before this, like before 2011. Yeah. Um, and so like we had like activists dress up like police officers come in with wooden guns so we would be trained of what to do if we had it, if it was in closing time or if there were employees oh, wow. there and what to say, what were your rights? This is so hilarious. It is funny. I'm like, 
my pops was like, all right, cops pull you over. This is what to do. Put your hands on the steering right. wheel. You know what I'm saying? Dad, I got a job in the dispensary. Well, if the feds come up in there and you know, they put the gun on you, boy, this is what you do. You put the joint down and you... you know. Wait, what are some of the things that you would what train you people do? to well, do mostly or not say? And well, you said being robbed. Well, they're coming and taking your cash and product. I mean, is there a difference? Uh, take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you hear that? Touche, Jayhon. <laughs> right Touche. So one of the things they do is, one, of course, uh, you had to learn what the power. One is the magic words. I choose to remain silent, and I want to speak to a lawyer. That is the most important thing and only thing that we were taught to say. But they would do things like break you up. And be like, yo, everyone says you're the boss here and you're the ringleader. Why don't you tell us your side of the story so you can go? Or they try to say, you know, if you if you just tell us the truth about what's going on here, you know, the judge will go easy on you. So law enforcement are trained to use these good cop, bad cop tactics to trick you because they, they, they go in there. They don't have evidence that a crime has actually been committed. They're trying to gather it. While they're there, while through they're testimony there. and things like that, and playing people we know against this you. Well, yeah. they used to do yeah. the same yeah. shit when they pull you over on the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So very. You got anything to, on you, nah, right, man? Who, who, which one in the car? Just I'll let you drive away. This which time. one? And we they have don't none have the us. power yeah. to negotiate <laughs> sentencing or things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. none of us. Yeah, we uh, beat it. <laughs> we have yeah. someone saying, "Move, move." Sorry, right. our videographer <laughs> today is blocking the live feed. Sorry, right. buddy. But it just—it's amazing to me. You know, when I was working at a, at a dispensary and going to school and having all these other jobs, that the how much has changed with the training and what they focus on. I mean, it was pretty straightforward about safety, legal protections, and making sure you were able to respond to a medical or a, a, a other dangerous emergency. And it's it's just really wild to see now you have law enforcement being like this is what you should get trained on let us help you get the right training let us help you be compliant now are they doing this because they see that this is going to be um, something that's going to be legal like are they preparing for the future i believe so they want to they want to have a standardized program so that because right now the training requirements all over the place. Sometimes it's yeah. like take your hour course and you're good to go. Other right. places are right. every you do several hours every year. Some it's like a training every two to three years. It's a patchwork of requirements. And this is a way to kind of standardize it and make sure that when you go to a dispensary, you know, it's safe, it's clean, mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, they know how to talk to people, <laughs> there's customer service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what the fuck you want? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, nothing. <laughs> No, 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 Hey, I, I quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you want? Yeah, you, that's like a true story. I had I, when I worked at a, at a medical dispensary. I had patients who would ask for me by name simply because I'd call them Mister or Mrs. and I'd have this interaction with them. Mm-hmm. And the, the, Jay yeah. Hung had the customer service skills. Good. Yeah. yeah, you need <laughs> that. You Everybody yeah. needs that. But that came from being in the family business and sales and stuff. Was mm. I do just the basics of like. You know, qual- point of care, right. quality of care, and it was surprising. You know, people like me turning up the radio while people are trying to talk to them about what they're purchasing. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, I think it's really. I like this song. Uh, <laughs> I know. Man, huh? <laughs> Oh God! I want something that's a little heady. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, stuff like this, it's good to know because there still is a chance to say, you know what, this is an important aspect of training that people need. This is just the first kind of 
large online standardized program of its type. But the future of training to work in the industry at the entry level positions looks like it's going to be mirroring, mirroring like the alcohol industry training, right? Which makes it to your point. It's like it is poised for that big expansion because if they have this to build upon, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the big component is what are the state requirements, but everything else is pretty standardized, borrowing from. I other mean, like industries. what you were saying also, it seems like you would come across a lot more potential toxic episodes in a bar or something than in a, a, a dispensary. A, a, yeah. You know, if somebody went cuckoo or, or at the bar. I mean, well, wild. if you're in the dispensary, uh, it's there, to, uh, you're there to get. And move that it out. You're not to get, sitting you know, there smoking and yeah. chilling out with the security guard. No. I mean, you got to get your shit <laughs> but, but talking about one, your problems. This is dispensary. Like, in, you can't uh, even see it when you Vegas. leave because they put it in like in a that, solid in thing. A fill, yeah, pharmacy bag. Childproof Some container. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, they got a popcorn machine out yeah. there, yo. You just uh-uh. go and get popcorn if you want. Yeah. What? And, uh, yes, in one of the dispensaries in Vegas. <laughs> Oh my well, God. you know they're hanging out in there. No, you, people online. There are two lines. There's one for medical and there's one for recreational use in the same building. At, right? Yeah, in the same building. Wait, right. Next but to you each know other. that it was a great about a year ago, year and a half ago. There were Girl Scouts actually like camped out in front of a dispensary yeah. and made a lot of money. People did, buying. Yeah. Well, think about it. It's That's brilliant. Br- yeah, it's a brilliant course. marketing move. Getting people. They bought their Girl Scout cookie in the there's dispensary. Only, only, they're coming no, out and buying brilliant. the Girl Scout cookies. I, just, I was like, but it's their Get high moms that was like, <laughs> like look, yeah. look, look, we're just just stand here. I don't want to. I don't want to be here all day. Right. Hey girl, you I'll be in the car, Shh, <laughs> mom. <laughs> Let me get two boxes, but two boxes of the mints, chocolate mints, thin mints, thin mints. Honey, I have a great marketing move but, uh, for you. Let's but, go to the weed shop. Yeah, <laughs> but the Girl Scouts did not uh, smile too fondly on that move. They made they're like, no, no sure more of that. They? That created a new rule. Are you thinking <laughs> serious? I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Again? Damn. Okay, well, you know what? Mm. Fine. Mm. Can you buy Girl Scout cookies all year long? Yeah, you yeah. can order. You can order them, right? Maybe we them. should. Maybe we should buy some for here. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, powered by Girl Scout. Cookies. So, if you want to read more <laughs> about that study, it's in the journal. How come of the Boy Public Scouts Health? don't have no yeah. cookies? They have popcorn. <laughs> because they have privilege. They, they have alone. privilege. That's why they have privilege. <laughs> That's why. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Boy Scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Some oh. of those leaders. <laughs> there is nothing wrong. You're right. This is the banana nut. <laughs> oh God! All right, all right. Uh, wrangling us in, wrangling us in. Here order, order. There is a mobile Girl Scout truck on 125th. Thank you, Maya Monroe, who just <laughs> who just said that. What? So, dear Brilliant. mobile Girl Scout truck on 125th. Harlan, Sorry, I'm killing Jay Hans ears by Hilarious. yelling at it. Thanks for yeah. that info. I know. Yeah, what app Thank do you, I Maya. download to, yeah. to contact them? Hey guys, because we... that that Harlem sec of uh, Girl Scouts, they're working it. They got the truck out. For <laughs> real, yeah, I love they're it. slinging cookies. Do you man. think we could like shout out to them and ask them to yeah, deliver some to exactly. the really nice guy downstairs that we? Good don't idea. Like our and if they don't want to drive, I know someone else will drive. I'll just, I'll <laughs> Wait, we right. do. I have some questions that have come over sure. on Facebook. Believe Read their it or names not. and their questions. Uh, well, first off, we're going to start with our girl, Boston native. I, hey. I don't know if she's Boston native, but oh, she's in Boston. Right. Amanda. 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 Yes, Amanda. So I'll take this a is, clam chowder. 
I know. Okay, so this is a very long question. So, uh-oh. uh-oh. I hope we have enough attention spam. How do the people like me who work in shops that sell paraphernalia help combat the assumption that with recreational legality you will be able to purchase THC pot products anywhere you can buy paraphernalia? Where is the education for the public that is consciously choosing to educate themselves in myth and opinion? Who is building that education piece of the puzzle, and how can I help build it? Mm. Oh, I love that she wants to right, be so a part of the, the solution. Right, so break the first part of the question now. Uh, the first I think she just, said. that there's this kind of... Um... <clears throat> I got it. I okay. got it. So <laughs> the doctor's going to get There's a couple things you can do, right? One is is participate in things like Lobby Day mm-hmm. with other organizations that go and talk to your elected officials about cannabis. And these are concerns and stigmas and things that need to be cleared up. Because those are the people who are going to be addressing the regulators and addressing the public on those issues. So you want to make sure the regulators have their talking points right. Get with other businesses that sell those similar products, similar industry as you, and create guidelines and educational materials. How are you going to run your shops? How are you going to advertise? How are you just like we're talking about dispensary staff? They're mm-hmm. standardizing how they talk to customers. Mm-hmm. Same thing. How does your staff interact with people and things like that? So I think it's up to one part is the businesses reaching out to their communities and establishing those guidelines. Like yeah, it, things don't come out of the vacuum. All you have if the expertise. If she is uh, an employee and not I a manager yeah, or owner, all right. Well, I think and she, yeah. and this is her second or third job. And it sounds like she already has the ability to put it together. No, yeah. she might. She might well be. I'm just mm. saying, if you if you are on a employee level at this place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the answer. Does your average entry level employee go to? seminars or empowerment or how to do things in order to improve the industry and give better service or are they trying to get paid and and i mean i like her question i'm just i'm just curious in Mm -hmm. terms of um I mean that's you, you, you know yeah. because we bought. You, you, what is she? What was his like? Three questions within yeah, was that. There like was three within right? one. Yeah. And one was look, the, the you need to look at all three right? of those questions one at a time <clears> and then break them down. And from that, that's how you'll discover this whole thing. She sounds like she's given up three pieces to this format to make this foundational blueprint of of what she's talking about. Those three questions are. She's a manager, of, and uh, she gets a creating whole, the blueprint. She's a manager. I think. Yeah. So Amanda just texted. She's a manager and gives that's a whole right. talk about this all day. All right. All right. So that's so she's doing her piece. So it's yeah. more of so addressing more, at a right. macro level. At a ma- and that's why I was thinking, yeah. okay, as a manager, now we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she yeah. can also, and the reason I was bringing that up, whoever she's bringing underneath her management now she has, has a yes. level of she uh, can start to show them and teach them. them and, yeah. and I think she's right on about reaching out to podcasts and other media formats to get <laughs> them to talk about this. It. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, got another question from another person, Keith. And Keith, I know I'm going to mess. I think it's Coffrin. I hope so. Don't get angry. Anyway, uh, Senate Bill 168, quote, expand allowed medical uses cannabis extracts passed the North Carolina Senate this afternoon with no debate or discussion, now sent to the House. Not sure if Americans for Safe Access or Normal will even consider SB 168 a legitimate medical cannabis law like 33 states have. So that was, I guess. There, you know, the law, if the law is passed, it's still how it's going to be implemented. Have licenses gone out? Have operators gone up? What, is the, what does the access look like on the ground? And are the products safe 
Uh, you know, those are questions we have yet to see. There could be all yeah. sorts of roadblocks coming up. Some group, like we saw in New York with legalization falling apart, was the supporters of legalization infighting over what, how to implement it and what guidelines they want and things like that. So, you know, it's really good that it passed through, but uh, there are a lot of states that have passed laws allowing CBD-type extracts but no high-THC products. Um, so, I mean, it, you, you... But it's a step. It's a you step. You know what I mean? And and he he writes, it's embarrassing how backwards and superstitious North Carolina lawmakers are. And I have mm-hmm. to tell you, being from Alabama, I can completely understand mm-hmm. that because they've really had some issues there with CBD, their mm-hmm. CBD laws and stuff. Well, you got to so look at it with the rubric because if yeah. they have no cap on the number of business licenses and, and it's low barriers to entry to get into the business – that's a really good thing that other states don't don't allow. Right. So it might be a trade off for other things and protections. Right. Um, CBD right. is a threat to the pharmaceutical industry. That's what that really boils down to. It's a threat to them because mm. a, a lot of people are, are raving about it. Well, and it, but I, that, I believe they're in, trying to hide something. I we'll, really do. Well, we're I, going. I, <laughs> we'll talk about the FDA thing later. Yes. But I have another question Go. from another person. All right. Uh, from, and I love this. We're starting to get questions on our live Facebook feed. Um, Dave Lovett uh, asks, and this is like we could talk like five years on this one. Yeah. What about the Schedule 1 thing? Well, it depends. Uh, that's, uh, there's a lot of things in Schedule 1. <laughs> um, you know, ketamine and, and these other psychedelics. Don't explain what it is. Well, so, schedu- so the scheduling status, 1 through 5, scheduling. Through the DEA. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. um, with help from the FDA, they assign about whether drugs are dangerous or have medical use. So right. uh, marijuana, psychedelics, heroin, those are Schedule 1, one drugs. drugs. Wow. Yep. Um, cocaine is Schedule 2, has accepted <laughs> medical use. Listen to that. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, there's there's other but, stimulants, other there, type forms of amphetamine so, also can be prescribed. So essentially, what schedule the D- one cannot be prescribed, but other ones can. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, Jayhon. So uh, what I was trying to say was that what we know is that wow. the DEA and, and they even reconsidered this under Obama because Obama really kind of questioned this, mm-hmm. and he want they he was considering rescheduling it, but eventually decided not to. So in order to remain schedule one, it can have no therapeutic use whatsoever a high abuse potential and there are some other i can't remember the other thing that it is and i should know that but essentially by them agreeing to keep that schedule one status this was a few years ago they basically said yeah none of the research means anything because there's no therapeutic benefit for it and none of us agree with that i mean scientists don't even agree with that and so so, there was research done well there's research everywhere about how cannabis can we're just going to disregard that well think about it it's it's been demonstrated to actually have some positive impact on health outcomes and when they made this political decision it was really about um you know them holding on to the belief of that course. this is no therapeutic value, it's and population so that control. and that Schedule One piece. Schedule one. You know, it started really with Nixon's war yeah. on drugs piece and his racist policies around that and his targeted pieces. Yep. And so by reinforcing that, we've really limited research. We've really limited <laughs> basically how it can be used completely. Yeah. And that's the the excuse everyone says we can't legalize it. It's a Schedule One drug. That's well, right. shit, it's a Schedule One drug because you're not acknowledging what the science is showing. That's right. So the way to move it out of – when it was put into Schedule 1 status, it wasn't put there with a way to move it out of it. And so the way it moves out of it and what happened with the DEA's denial 
of the petition to have a hearing about rescheduling marijuana. So the way it happens is people say there's enough research here to reconsider moving a drug. Lots of drugs have moved around in their classifications. Tramadol is one that sort of jumped around a little little bit. But it's an eight-factor analysis, and it's like— What's there, fentanyl in? Uh, I think it's—I'm not sure I'd have to check, but it's mm. prescribable and, and being able to— so It's not Schedule One because wow. it's available clinically. Um, that should mm-hmm. kill like crap. Has a therapeutic value. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. So, but, right? but THC actually appears in three different scheduling categories. It yeah, appears this is interesting. In, as in the form of marijuana or cannabis, it appears in Schedule One as a liquid form. In a liquid form, by a company called, called Syndros, it is Schedule Two, able to be prescribed. And in a pill known as Marinol, FDA approved since the 1980s, it is mm. Schedule Three, able to be prescribed also for off-label purposes in that category. Because as a so, what are these what are these drops used for? Um, it's just a liquid form of, of THC, also used for things like chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting yeah. and wasting conditions. And what are the pills used for? Same, Same thing, thing, but also sometimes for mm-hmm. other off-target uses, uh, off-label and, uses. And what is the flower used for? To get Same high, baby. thing. <laughs> But same thing. But, yeah, the, a lot the, of patients use that. The purified yeah. form of THC is, is, is a controlled that, substance. Um, but yes. it is in different scheduling categories. I've actually asked someone at the FDA, what was the criteria for this? And it's like, well, well, yeah. That's that mumble talk. Government speech. But it's yeah, we knew somebody hard. had stomach cancer yeah. who went... Who was prescribed and and both pills and liquid made the, them sick. Yep. Yeah. Sicker. And yep. they yep. only yep. could vape. Yep. Yes. That was it's it. not uncommon. It's not <laughs> they uncommon. did not want anything, you know, in oh, on their stomach. I just love that we have all these people asking questions. Get them. Do we, we, we want to keep doing the yes. questions? Let's do the questions. Let's well, do that was more. that was the last question I had, okay. except that Dave Lovett said that ketamine was in his foot cream. So, hey, nice. <laughs> Special K for how, how, how your feet feel? I know. I'm flying. I'm flying right now. Come on down, love it. And I, I love it. I'm running right. around, baby. Well, I think I, I think this is a this is a good. Uh, Are you serious? That's not. That's mm. just regular lotion. Oh, that's that's yeah, that's regular. It's regular lotion. What you okay. thought this was? That's bunion cream. <laughs> that is yeah, bunion see, cream. See <laughs> oh, is he doing it on this camera? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh. Well, that's uh, those <laughs> questions are good for our next segment on cannabusting. Right when you hear strange things about marijuana, who are you going to call? Cannabusters. All right, you guys. You guys <laughs> seem warmed up, and there's been a lot of news in the last week. Some of it I made up. Some of it's real. Uh oh. And I and I hope you guys are up for the challenge, because our first. Uh-oh. Our first headline, and, and we might take a live call yep. to take a little break from this game later yes. on when they're ready. Uh, our first live call in. But I want to challenge you guys to, with some of these headlines that have been coming out. Um, so our first headline is marijuana stocks took a hit because there's too much subpar quality pot. Is this a finding or is this fiction? Marijuana stocks took a hit because there's too much subpar quality pot. Is this a real story or is this just something I made up to make fun of the industry? Oh, here we go again. Well, first off, I love that you're making fun of the industry regardless, because this is a cannab- cannabis bonanza. Yeah. Um, so, But I have to say, I kind of really thought that something happened recently. <laughs> You're that. not wrong. I'm, 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 <laughs> Something did happen, Jan. <laughs> is there a cannabis industry? Like, I mean, is there well, like there uh, are stocks yeah, traded? Yeah, there yeah. are publicly Absolutely. traded companies. Okay, we work so. with a publicly traded company. All right. So, 
Marijuana yeah. stocks took a hit because there's too much yeah. subpar quality pot. Hmm. Nope. No? You don't think it's That's true? That's a finding. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Facts, finding, I'm going to say it's a finding, too. All right. This is true. That's Out nice. of Canada, many, because they, like right. the licensed producers have not been able to get from their traditional suppliers uh, high-quality cannabis, they've had to source it. They've had to do other things because there isn't enough good quality cannabis to be used to make medical cannabis products right now. And so uh-huh. wow. profits went down a little bit. In Still Canada? post, Yeah. Um, uh, and also those companies also operate in the U.S. as mm-hmm. well. Just because there isn't enough high quality cannabis for use in their products. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah, I, hmm. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, high I'm quality. All right. <laughs> high quality. All right, our next one, uh, Mitch McConnell floats legislation to resolve glitches in hemp regulation. We all know there's some oh. confusion about CBD, and, and a lot of um, sort of uh, mm. established politicians are now taking steps to get in the industry and regulate it. Did, is am... Mitch McConnell floating legislation to resolve God, I can't glitches? Stand that turtlenecked I, man. Oh, dude, I don't like he him either. Like a but for some odd reason. I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, it is. Because (laughs) he's from Kentucky, and he's really trying to represent Kentucky hemp farmers. This is absolutely a true story. He's trying to fix this and make the industry flow better because, you know, right now there's a lot of gray areas. He is an evil man, I think. He he is building the seeds of destruction. Don't you think? And he's ugly, too. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, is our caller on the line or do you need another five minutes? Yeah, another five. All right, we'll do a couple more of these. All right, our next one is about the Mueller report. Um, AG is redacting names from Mueller report, including Russian hemp companies connected to the current administration. Russia produces a lot of hemp. Is this a finding or is this fiction? Say that again. AG is redacting names from Mueller report, including Russian hemp companies connected to current administration. No, nah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's a fiction thing, <laughs> Jay. We want to have Russian uh, hemp farms. <laughs> they grow 100 feet tall from by Chernobyl. By Chernobyl. They're like orange. A blood black sun. <laughs> so the, the Russians used to claim that their hemp was 10 times stronger than anything grown in North America. Of course they it, did. Which caused the USDA to start studying it and being like wanting to make sure. Just believed it. Yeah, they're like, okay, let's oh start buying it. Of course, of right. course. So that's, Yeah, it's, it's a complete fiction, but it's, yeah. oh, I wouldn't so be surprised. Well, uh, but, um, can't you just see, like, would Putin, like, be the head of the mm-hmm. hemp company he's the poster child for? All right. So our, so our next <laughs> headline, our next headline, <laughs> weed's biggest investors are alcohol and tobacco companies. Is this a finding or is this fiction? Weed's biggest <sighs> investors I'm going to say that's a finding. Yeah. No doubt there. Finding. Yeah. That is absolutely true, <laughs> according uh, to uh, Mary Jane. Well, think they about it. that. It, it makes sense of because course. they're, they're losing their market share, and so they and see this. I mean, wouldn't you rather smoke instead I'm, of drink? I'm, and I, yeah, and I, and I see that what they're doing. It's like, look, if we're going to lose out on this product, we might we as well invest, invest in that. We need to invest in that. Yep. Mm-hmm. The market's changing. Yeah. Same wow. thing like that. I mean, and that's five one. years from now when you're seeing the, the, the type of alcohol competitiveness commercials like Miller to, to Budweiser, but it's, it's weed projects. Dude, uh-huh. they are going to flip the script. They're going to start infusing marijuana uh-huh. with their alcohols, with their beers. Oh, they already are. And, and they already I'm are. I'm telling you, they're about to flip the script. They're going to have grape flavor all up in the hood and shit. 
You remember Schaefer beer? <laughs> I remember oh Schaefer. Oh, my God. Schaefer, Schaefer. is it's the one beer to have when you're having more than, than one. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. About that. A little 70s for you. Oh, nice. my God. You guys are nuts. Oh <laughs> I knew you'd remember that. Of course. You How see you? that commercial every like, a million right. times a day. And that's some good beer. Was <laughs> it? I, yeah, yeah it was. that was like drinking piss. Oh, grandmother, boy, boy, put that Schaefer down. <laughs> Who's sipping on my can? <laughs> well, my granny used to actually dip snuff. Did she really? Yeah, yeah. What is that? I've like, seen like, a powder and my tobacco. What is that? Powder did. tobacco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I come from a long line of fun women. Yeah. Long line of crazy. Six shooters. Yeah, six shooters. <laughs> Put it right in your ass so you mess around. <laughs> you come on around here again, boy. <laughs> and do the spit. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot you right in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the follow-up to that one. Oh, my God. Weed's no, second biggest investors are other weed companies. Yeah. Finding fiction. We know the biggest investors are alcohol and tobacco, but what about that second tier? What? Uh-huh. Yes. Are they other yes. weed companies? Yes. 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 Um, yes. I'm going to say that's fiction. Yes. That's what I'm going with fiction. I, I just, Man, I've, I've completely made this one up. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Damn so, it! So we see a lot of investors. It would ruin competition. I mean, you could flip your money where you want to <laughs> private. Right. But I mean, now when you get, you know, so, right. so all types of people are investing. Some people their personal savings. People mm-hmm. with liquid cash. People mm-hmm. coming in from Wall Street. You get a lot of individual people mm-hmm. who may or may not have cannabis businesses. Um, we do see some things like sh- like the. Um, Arc View, which has kind of a Shark Tank thing where people can pitch yeah. their next big marijuana idea or, or, or program and get funding and investment that way. But um, so it looks like our. our two more minutes. I two have more to minutes. tell you, wait, Dave Lovett is following us too, and he's answering awesome. the questions on our Facebook feed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's yeah. like, true! <laughs> Fact fiction. Love it's on. Come on. Love it. Come on, on engaged people. I love this. He got that cream on his feet. Yeah, yeah, that (laughs) That ketamine cream. That ketamine cream. That ketamine just kept going up. So this uh, this next one is a is a New York based issue. So uh, De Blasio is claiming his limo reeked of cannabis due to a visit of a legal cannabis cultivation facility in White Plains. He's claiming that his cannabis or his limo reeked of cannabis because of a visit to a cannabis cultivation facility in White Plains. Well, Is tell him not to smoke in the car. He <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be testing smoke? the product. Yeah, his daughter smoke. smoke. He so probably smoked too. His kids is in there. That's uh, visiting. Uh-huh. Okay, let me see. Is this, uh, a, is this a finding, a headline, or is this pure fiction? It's a finding. inside the, the, the <laughs> dispensary? I mean, I don't understand. Oh, well, somebody like, took a sample home. Or a lot of politicians visit facilities. Got on their clothes, yeah. maybe. And I'm going to say it's a like finding. If, you, but if you're around it for a long time, you can Yeah, I'm going to say it's a finding. I'll say it's a finding. I'm saying false. Well, it is true from visiting a facility, it can rub it off on you. As far as I know, de Blasio has not claimed this about oh, the smell of his you limo. S- but, but that was an issue when I worked at the uh, dispensaries is, you know, you would go and, like, wait for the bus and realize how much you reeked. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was uh, it was an issue. Oh, we have our first live caller. Wait, we need to plug it in. We need to plug it in. Oh, let's plug Farmer it in. So we're going to take a break from our little game and welcome in uh, a new segment with live Q&A yes. for a listener call-in. Uh-oh. Are you there? Wait. Yeah. 
but Randy, oh, you have to hello. talk. Randy, you have to talk into the microphone. Yeah, uh, I think we have our first live caller on. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Who is this? Yeah, this is Chris. How are you? Good, Chris. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling in. First off, I love you guys' show, man. I love you guys. You're doing for the cannabis community, man. Oh, thanks. I listen to you guys every time, man. I haven't missed a cast yet, so. Appreciate awesome. it. There it is. All Chris right. in the house. Yay. Yeah. We love our fans. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, question. Yep. I have a question. It's kind of embarrassing for me, but since I'm a new smoker, uh, I was uh, I went to the movies with my with my with, with a date, and uh, we smoked. When we met up before we went to the movies. We smoked, and uh, you know that type of thing. But before I met her, mm. I smoked. You smoked. So I smoked. So it was a double dip for me, which I sort of don't do. Okay. But when I got into the theater, um, my body started feeling weird. Uh, yeah. Like I, I don't mean I know, I'm I not making light Okay. I'm an amateur. I'm an I amateur. Understand. So, I understand. I guess I, I, I did something, maybe some type of reaction. However, I, anyway, long story short. What, did you get an erection? I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Chris? No. <laughs> guys, let on him speak, okay? okay. So come on, guys. Day, All right, sorry, Chris. Go. Long, sorry. Long, that's okay. That's okay. Long story short, I, I excused myself. You know, I had an emergency, whatever. Left it there. What? Chris. Uh, <laughs> Because when I was walking out, it was I got dizzy, I got sweats, I got all types of stuff, and I was like, "Oh my God, what is going on? I'm dying." So when I got out, I I called her, you know, I said, you know, emergency, whatever, excuse myself, but just so, and I I think you guys are the experts on this, so I don't, it doesn't happen again. Is there uh, a strain? What happened to me? Is there something I could smoke to combat that? Did I mix something? I don't know what's going on here. Well, my body took me like a day and a half to get over this feeling. Did you get a second uh, date? Uh, <laughs> Randy. Uh, sorry, sorry, Chris. I'm just joking. Yeah, no. Uh, you I, didn't. Uh, well, that's everybody's okay. seen. I'm, I'm that, sort of a nerd. That, so, must, you know. that must have been no, really. It's, a, it's very bad. That's a good question. So putting that, on like the Yeah, the doctor's pro- hat. I, I mean, I have to say that that must have been really scary for you to kind of have this really exciting date that you were going to look forward to. And you're trying to relax by imbibing. But then you relax with her again. And then you kind of start to feel anxiety so were yeah. you feeling like heart palpitations or anything like that yeah I, I guess i went through the gamut because as i was leaving the theater i felt a little dizzy you know because that's the first feeling and i started sweating then right. um i lost you know when i got outside the, the the sun hit me so it was like you know euphoria and all this type of like i think i went through the whole gamut i've never felt that before so yeah. you don't was have it, any um, pre-existing condition i don't mean to get in your business but are there any pre-existing can that is that an issue doc chan like if you have high blood pressure already or well i mean it can be anything there can be anything going on it could have been how his body metabolizes mm-hmm. this it could be the actual yeah. variety that he smoked if he knew where he was getting from was it safe i mean it could be a whole host of things so kind of putting on the the research hat here you know you know, there are certain ways that these things interact with your body. Um, yeah. Well, what's really well established is that when you have a variety of cannabis that is a lot of THC and like nothing else on it, uh, that's why a lot of people don't like Marinol, which is the pure form of THC from the FDA, because it's a little unpredictable. It has side effects. Like pure THC by itself is, is a pretty lousy drug. When it has yeah. a lot of other things in there, it can help. That's why people are using CBD products and carrying them with mm-hmm. them because that can actually help Bring to mitigate, mm-hmm. mitigate the side effects of THC. So 
maybe trying a different variety that has a lot of CBD in it yep. would be one yeah. way to kind of get more comfortable with products. And that's, uh, you know, one in a lot of studies where people have never used cannabis before, they start them on like a one-to-one ratio of mm. CBD right. to THC just so they can get used to it and there's any any hiccups or yep. unpredictable things. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Well, let me ask you, is there, is there something you could recommend because you guys are doctors that can keep me kind of even kill it no matter what I do if I mix it with something? Is there a, a strain or something that can uh, balance me, keep me balanced? Well, really? first off, well, first off, we can't make recommendations. <laughs> we can't. Where'd you we get can't. your weed from, yo? That's what I'm wondering. I, I, Did you I go to, to the one? Hey, where'd you get it from? You yeah. got it from a dispensary? No. Chris, you, wait, let's hold, be truthful. Hold, hold, hold. Where you get your Where you get your smoke from, yo? I got it from a, fr- a friend. Uh, where, 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 where he get it from? Uh, probably a friend. Uh, <laughs> Chris, we're getting to the bottom of things, boy. Uh, I think he got it from you guys. <laughs> oh, you had, oh, I see what you're saying. You had to, um... <laughs> I got it from you, Mom. Wasn't that a commercial? Yeah, yeah it was. I learned it from, from you, you, Dad. Dad, that was horrible. I know. Yeah, I kept don't, expecting don't keep my the kids. Stash in your drawer. I kept expecting my kids to say that to <laughs> me. Turn so, anyway, if you but back to the back to the caller. Yeah, so education. you're asking about like what kind of variety that would be better for you, and yeah. I think to Jayhan's point, you want to have something that would have not just a high THC level. You want to have that one to one balance with the CBD. And we don't, and the most important thing that I'm hearing here, Chris, is that you want to make sure that you're getting this from a reputable source because you don't know what you're getting if it's from a friend of a friend of a friend. And here's the kicker take like one or two pulls, deep pulls, and see how you feel. Right. Do yeah. you it, like if you were a drinker, Chris? You wouldn't, you yeah, know, don't, necessarily don't. drink a six pack before your first date and two no. shots. You yeah. know, no, I'm, you want to be, uh, be yeah, a little... I'm experimental. Like I'm experimenting with the cannabis now, so I'm trying to see gauge, you know, where my threshold is, and obviously I passed it. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. We weren't asking him the most important question, Chris. Which is, which is, how did you make this right with the woman you were on the date with? He did it. Yeah. Or could you make uh, this right? That's all right. She didn't look that good. Anyway. <laughs> there, you go. there you go, Christy. My kind of guy. <laughs> Have her tune in next week. We'll, we'll talk to her for you. We can do a makeover show. Yeah, we'll <laughs> a cannabis makeover uh, show. Oh, we'll give her a make. Oh, she won a makeover on the New Hampshire Times. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Chris. Thank Thanks you. for calling, man. Thank you. you guys have been helpful. I Any got, other questions you. you got for us? No, I'm all set. You guys are great. Thanks all a lot. Right. All right. Thank have you, man. Have a good one, buddy. All right. Oh, all right. that was you great. Too. Our first live call in. That's fun. Good. That was awesome. Good yeah. deal. Way to go, Chris. I, I, can and, you imagine that? Like, oh. he totally left that friggin' date. In you know, the theater. In the theater. I was afraid he was going to say he shit himself, but I'm glad he that's didn't. That's what I thought he was going to say. I know, that's why I, that would have been easier to explain to him. She's sitting there like, like that Pineapple Express. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Her so sitting I know, there like, she's like, what did I do? Pop, pop, popcorn, I know. Man. All I wanted was.
was the M and M's. Did that turn him? Am I too fat? See, I can be. She's like, am I too fat? What did I do? Do I smell? What's going on? I feel bad for Chris. Have her call in. Yeah, we'll do a new him times makeover. Sure, question's going to be, what do I do when my boyfriend's too high? Exactly. My boyfriend has a problem. <laughs> What's her voice? <laughs> yes. Wait, what? Nothing. nothing. Okay. Chinky? Uh, chicken. 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 Oh, God. <laughs> I wish I knew what was going on right now. Nothing. <laughs> I was just like, she's going to call it and be like, yes, he left me in there by myself with two buckets of chicken. <laughs> I bought all this chicken, hot wings, biscuits. <laughs> and I know he like biscuits. <laughs> Chris. Chris. Call me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be so nice oh, of us man. to help people reconnect. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. we'll get, Wait, never we could do a cannabis dating yeah. show and reconnect oh, Chris yeah. in the date. Hey, you may not remember me, but you Chris, left me in the theater. Chris, hit us up. Let us know who she is. <laughs> yeah, we'll get yeah, we'll yeah. it. Up. You left me in we'll, the we'll make this right for you. We can, yeah. we can call her on the air. Like Miss Connections on Craigslist, right? Can we call her? <laughs> Maybe we can find you out should. if Chris will DM us Chris Give me there her info, go. and we'll have her call in, because maybe we can make this right for you, Let's Chris. Make it, yeah. Let's make this right for Chris. Do that. <laughs> hey, Chris, text, text us her number. We'll make it right for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We yeah. can be cupids, yeah. little yeah. cannabis cupids. <laughs> First time. Yeah. And if he had we got it from, it right a, from a legal you. place, exactly. he may have been able to return the product. Like, this is defective. This got some bad side effects. I want right. something else. You don't really necessarily have that option when it's no, through. No, Like, you don't know where it came from. You don't know what it is. Wow. You don't really know what's in it. anybody will actually go through something like that if they, you know, coming from an actual, like, reputable <laughs> dispensary. You know it's what I mean? happened with edibles where people don't have proper guidance. Speaking of which, I saw, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but ahead. I saw some edibles yesterday, and it was just, it was like, how, where did you learn this from? It's right here on the paper. It was like, <laughs> like it was on this blackboard. She, like somebody made them? Edibles or whatever. And like, oh, like the 500 milligrams, 150. And I'm like, how are you lo- How are you knowing this dosage? And how are you breaking that down? And I was just And what like, was their level of explanation? I, I, dude, I don't know. One dude was like, yo, I like this because strawberry. I like strawberries. I like uh, red. I like the color red. That's why I, I suggested to this you. This one's it's blueberries. Like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah it's, like, oh it's, like, it's like it's like I like Heineken because it's in a green bottle. It's yeah. green glass. <laughs> green oh, glass. No, but I'm just I don't you know. know exactly just right. like, and yeah, what? How do those numbers get generated? Exactly. Are they just like a That's guess? A great question. Or, you know, because if you go through a, a regulated channel, you can track all that. If you go to some dispensaries and you say I want to see the test results legally, they have to show, show you, you the test mm. results. Mm. Uh, that all that stuff is traceable through a regulated program. Uh-huh. So, so if something happens. Like when Colorado first went legal, there was a massive recall of a product because it was potentially contaminated with something. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, it was a it was like a Betty Crocker cook your own brownie thing. It was like prepackaged with THC in it. Just add some eggs and milk and put it in the oven. It turns out what they were using to sterilize stuff with wasn't sterilized and it was had oh. mold in it. Oh my. But because they followed the guidelines and tracked everything, they were able to get that stuff off the shelves before anything happened. Wow. Got really? that. Yeah. So See? you know that that's like the system works. It's and, like, yeah. and people don't really realize that we're talking about sa- these kinds of safety issues. This is why when people talk about like cannabis like this, it's so important that they understand that 
knowing your source, knowing that it's a reputable place that you can trust mm. is a big deal. Mm. It is very important. One example, too, is <clears> if <throat> I've done some some work in the product safety consulting stuff, I had a guy wanted to know uh, what why he was getting like, – he didn't know what a fecal um, score was. And so basically they're looking at – he was like, how That's can I improve a lot of shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, what the score doesn't know. Please, he knows. Look you at your drawers, bro. <laughs> you want to see a fecal score? Look at your own underwear, buddy. Check your boxes, fool. What is he talking about? He's like, I need to track it down where it's coming from. It's like it's coming out of your oh, ass. Oh, yeah, that's the tracks. <laughs> and I was like, let me get this straight. Your bathroom is in your cultivation room, like exactly. <laughs> You know, and that's like some of those things is there's going to be a learning curve for people. And, you know, some of the people I'm most excited about being in the industry are people who produce products for human consumption. They're teaming up with cannabis operators. Because imagine you've, you're making tomato sauce. You've never had a health inspection. You've never had anyone come in there to, like, verify you know what you're doing. They even have, like, right. hand-washing stuff. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, so, right. Exactly. And, right. It, and you know what? It's always going to be a part of the industry. Look at the ag right. industry. I mean, you had your biggest E. coli but, outbreak mm-hmm. a few mm-hmm. months ago. Had our lettuce been online, we would have killed it because you right. couldn't get romaine in the city because someone scratched their ass in the factory and touched all the lettuce. <laughs> And they had, had a high fecal score. Yeah, that's a high fecal score. The highest yeah. in America. They were history. shooting a three-pointer yeah, with that exactly. fecal score. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Your cannabis but, provider should be at least what? as good as your deli. And, right? this is where, and this is where I think that, you know, people who traditionally grew in the past, they were used to kind of, you know, just grow it. You don't really pay attention to all these safety precautions. And that's where I think that we really do have to start to kind of maybe figure out how to blend. And there is a role for big business because you can't really have these kind of safety standards unless you have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem, but it's but it's needed. You know, we can't have mass production of something that's not going to be safe. And I know within the industry, there were people who were used to kind of cultivating it the old way, you know. And, and, and absolutely, I do believe that people should be able to grow their own. So that's not what I'm talking about here. But that if we're talking about a mass marketed product, you really do have to have these standards and, and we can't do Absolutely. it the way that they used to do it you i know? mean look at moonshiners i like i just right. loved seeing these cats go from in the back of the woods to get an alcohol deal with a major label mm-hmm. and then having to go through that evolution of right. producing on a big um, scale right. safety right. standards mm-hmm. and right some of them can't cut it they struggle with that yeah. that transition yeah yeah jay hunt's really good about that he's like an expert Around safety. <laughs> <laughs> and moonshine. I thought I'd recognize your boy. Right. <laughs> I thought that was him. I used to do it with your pappy. Yeah. <laughs> with your pappy. <laughs> he could cook some liquor. <laughs> you guys oh. are nuts. But I, I don't want to discredit the cultivators and people that are doing it for a while. They have a certain expertise and te- they know what the challenges yeah. are. Yeah. And they, without their, there's like all these issues. You need both. And you need to bring, the, those people have the technical expertise in a lot of areas that need to help guide regulations and these standards. They know where the holes are, and it's like working with regulators and stuff, we'll get to these solutions more quickly on how to have more consistent and, and safe products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Because that's where everything comes from. From every, Like pharma tells the FDA, hey, these are the safety issues. We need to regulate this. Automobile industry, they inform regulators on what the safety issues are. That technical expertise, those guidelines, it's always been comes from the industry. Industries help create their, their regulations 
for them those standards that that's yeah. right. it's, they don't co- they don't fall like manna from heaven they're like oh here are the standards for these products they, they come don't fall like manna from heaven <laughs> yes. sorry i'm trying to incorporate the word of the day anyway Excellent. cool all right wow that first caller wow that was, that was, was good cool. that was fun mm-hmm. that was like a highlight <laughs> that should be on our highlight reel well we can dive back into some more headlines or some science hey. how are you guys feeling yeah all right. All right. We didn't do science last week, right? Yes, we could do some science. Let's do stuff. some science. All right. Weird science. Uh, High science, science, right? So we're going to do cannabis some science. Are these findings or these fictions? I'm going to either read a real discovery or mm-hmm. a fake one, and I want you guys to tell me, is this a real finding or is this something that I made up or is partially true? What is it? So our first one is researchers concluded in a recent study Quote, though it is unclear why, the risk of dependence formation among heavy marijuana users appears to have declined since 2002. Though it is unclear why, the risk of dependence formation among heavy marijuana users appears to have declined since 2002. Is this a real study or is this made up? Is it even possible? What Give me co- that last sentence one more time. Okay. This other question. So I- researchers concluded in a recent study, is this fact... Or is this fiction, though it is unclear why, the risk of dependence formation among heavy marijuana users appears to have declined since 2002. Is this a real conclusion of a recent research study, or is this just wishful thinking? So we we know that since like there's been medical marijuana programs for decades but now, like a decline, like right, a decline in what, like in I, the risk of like. So if you're using heavy marijuana, uh, like use using it every day, lots of it, there used to people used to say like, man, you have dependence. This is it. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like the risk is decreasing for regular heavy marijuana users. Is this a real finding or? Um, you know the prevalence of marijuana use seems to have increased over the years. Why would the why would the rate of dependence be, seem to be going down? Is this am I just mincing words? Yes, because yes. I understand the yeah. rate of dependence or yep. daily usage yeah. because increase and in whatever. But the risk. All right, sorry, Jay. I'm no, chopping your shit up. No, but please. I just, this is the point. This is a can of busted yeah, up. Right, we gotta we gotta put some can of bust, bust that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. I, I uh, yeah no yeah, we no. can't we can't rock with I'm it. gonna say that's uh that's bullshit. <laughs> okay, I want to make sure I heard this correctly. Right. So, the despite the increase numbers that are being used, the actual rate, therefore the percentage, has gone down. That's made up. I say that is true. Oh no. According to my favorite journal, the Dad Journal, Drug and Alcohol <laughs> Dependence, published in 2018 with a title with a study titled "Falling Rates of Marijuana Dependence Among Heavy Users," Davenport and colleagues uh, conclude one might have expected the population prevalence of marijuana dependence to have increased proportionally to the substantial increase in the prevalence of marijuana use. This did not occur and presents a puzzle. So I don't know why, but this was a survey they did looking at rates of marijuana dependence and risks associated with it. It might be because there are safer products available. Mm-hmm. People also have access to things that don't have THC. Because, again, what is their definition of marijuana in this right. study? It's anything you get through a legal program and probably. People or probably, street products. Don't or, you think that people also have more education around what products are available and healthier for them to what use? What products the fact, under the marijuana umbrella? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That and makes also it though, less riskier. But, but but hold on though. It's also a math Am I wrong? Is this also a math issue? Because that's the it way I thought be, about it. I'm totally because the number, the denominator man, increased. Just... Right. So right, but the number of people who are serious users developing dependency stayed the same. So yeah, they're basically saying that there is it just didn't go because up there are right? there seems to be a consistent population of people who develop substance abuse problems, and that the prevalence and availability of marijuana itself That's is not, not affecting that. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with Right, just like the rates of schizophrenia have not, mm-hmm. like, so, have maintained about mm. the same since 1960s. Like, the number of people who develop... Even though the number of users of right. cannabis have... I mean, when you boil it down to that, then it's so... I mean, it's clear, Jan, when you just said yeah. it. I mean... But well, the way the researchers phrase it is they're even puzzled by it, because they can't explain it through their traditional Explain research. Explain why it didn't go up in proportion. Right, because if it is a Schedule One drug with no therapeutic value and very prone to mm-hmm. abuse and these things, wouldn't you see a subsequent increase in right. that as well? Well, absolutely. You would think it would be proportionate to the number to the population. And, and so right. when and so that's more data of why it shouldn't be a Schedule One sub uh, Schedule One drug because we have evidence that you know. It okay. is not proportionate. There's something going on that's actually keeping people from developing dependency issues. Yep. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, so it's a very – now it has I to be confirmed. Journal, dad. The dad journal, again, this is the just dad. a one-off study. The dad they journal. need to do a follow-up. I don't even know if they like you it. You better read it. No. You Keep better read it. it. What would the dad journal say? <laughs> like letter from dad. Yeah. <laughs> letter from dad. Oh, this is my favorite letter. Dear child. But <laughs> with a name like drug and alcohol dependence, I'm always surprised at the type of research that appears in this journal. It's like There's tons of horrifying stuff in there. Generally about things like opioids and methamphetamine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But some of the research that these people are doing on cannabis is really kind of like shocking. It's why? like not what they expected all the why, time. Why, why is that shocking to you? Well, I would just, uh, I wouldn't expect, um, I don't know. I just figured that they would have lumped it into substance abuse disorder. Um, they would have, that I think that when we hear like people like, A.B. and and Malcolm Gladwell and these Mm -hmm. people at SAM talking about these rates of increases and all these sound bites in the media and like talking about psychosis and violence everywhere, like hits Mm -hmm. you in the face every day. Like, Mm -hmm. well, it must be must be the rates of dependence must be increasing, must be having Mm -hmm. these other effects on society. And that's remaining constant. Mm. It's not really (coughs) changing. So, yeah, I mean, did prohibition the rates of people drinking increase? That's how people start drinking hard liquor. Was yeah. prohibition, right? That's exactly. where a lot of the hardcore alcoholics mm-hmm. uh, came Developed. from. Because mm-hmm. before it was beers and stuff you make at McStorley's Ale House, mm-hmm. right? You'd have like a light beer. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you're good. And, and you're, you're good. good. And then it's like, oh, man, I have 15 minutes. I better, like, I had to, like, wait in line for two hours to get into this library and go yeah. behind this fake wall. Give, yeah. you know, exactly. give me a minute. Let me go to the crack house, the whisper crack house. <laughs> <laughs> Use some of that moonshine. Like, right, like, exactly. what, right. Yeah. So we know then that the more accessible it is, we might actually still see that pattern. That'll be fan- fantastic. And one of the of winners watch. of a recent cannabis competition was not the most potent variety. It was actually a variety of cannabis right. that had 8% and a whole lot of terpenes on it. Was the most, like, by dozens of judges got like samples. I think there was over like 200 entries or something like that. What's the name of this strain? Uh, I don't. They're not the sponsor of the show. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they uh, haven't given any free product but, to, to to be yeah, able to be a sponsor. Yeah. 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 All right, I'll send you okay, at now, the cocktail party. And it was it was it wasn't the wasn't most the, potent. No, no. And it was because you're saying it, it, it 
You're saying it had to do something with the terpenes, the amount. Well, of it was. It wasn't just about getting well, as intoxicated. It Maybe it had flavor. It had other. It was pleasurable. Pleasurable. Mm-hmm. It was comfortable. To, so it wasn't like intense. You right. know, like and that's all you really need. You hear that, Chris? Just a little taste. <laughs> a little taste, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you don't need to go for. Yeah, don't yeah, go. Yeah, see, now I'm interested in, in trying that. Poor that Chris. Yeah. Wait, wait. Where did they win this? Uh, I'll I'll send the link well, later. I don't, there's been a lot of competitions. I don't want to get it wrong because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, there was the Hash Bash recently. There's like the Emerald Conference. Yeah. There's all sorts of cannabis competitions happening all over See, the place. These I'm, are the guys they need to go and talk to. These guys who are creating these strains, man. Those are the people. I don't think these are just guys who are into creating new strains. I have they have to be testing them, right? Of and, course. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's a whole cauldron if you want to get these, this, this foundation but, together. But think on. about it. As we move to sell the product or but products. As, but as we move towards really understanding more about the plant and the different chemicals or chemovars that are in the plant, mm. we're going to be able to create different kinds of experiences mm. with that plant. Mm. And I know for me, I don't want anything very heady. Sometimes I do, but for the most part, I wouldn't want something very heady, but I would want something to kind of like take the edge off my my intensity. And and so I, I, I could see where you, something like that would be a more practical kind of strain. Mm. And we have this opportunity, I think, as as a cannabis um, industry to really kind of start looking at how these different chemovars and different levels can really help kind of create that, that relaxing feel, Sure, you know, I mean, red wine drinkers to liquor drinkers, you can't switch either one of them. They all are dedicated to, and you know, there's, there's medical properties and folks that drank red wine and Mm. live till 99 Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, It's really fascinating, like how we, because I had this happen this weekend where, um, you know, I'm getting my doctorate and I had a professor who's on my committee actually kind of um, make a comment about the concern about psychosis because that's his expertise. And we were talking about it and, and, and I feel great about our conversation because again, people don't understand. They think cannabis is one thing and it's not. Cannabis is kind of an overall kind of description for plants with different kind of chemical compounds. And so we need to really, it's like me saying that all antidepressants are alike. They're not. Mm. An SSRI and an SNRI are very different. Mm. And and so you, because they have different chemical makeups and they affect the brain in different ways. Mm. And that's the way cannabis is. And people don't really <coughs> understand mm. whether it's the consumer, the pres- you know prescribing or recommending clinician, a lot researchers even. If you think of all the research, they're looking at cannabis. They're not looking at what is the chemical content of this cannabis, right. you know. And, and so it's fascinating as we kind of strip this down like how these different i think we're going to get to a point where these different chemovars we're going to know exactly how they do impact the brain and then we can kind of create a much better experience for the consumer because they can find different kind of like okay this chemovar might be helping me so i need kind of a combination of this and this like poor chris he does not need high thc he needs a balanced right kind of thing and so people need to kind of know that and we're well, how can you diagnose that? If I mean, it could have been, if it's not the THC, maybe it was what that could have. Maybe well, it the was, sad, you know, the it sad part is maybe it, had one high. One of them had to be high, too high, right? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Yeah, yeah Chris. Anyway. Blood Jen's Poor right. Chris. So we, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we've only talked about one research article. Okay. Go. Uh, we're frustrating, <laughs> Doctor uh, J. No, no, it's fine. It's your time too. But I'm just kidding. Um. So we. The next one is there's also a lot of re- legal research out there. Mm-hmm. So is this some some is this a real research finding? Uh, about descheduling of cannabis. So we removed cannabis from the scheduling status. What would happen to the industry? Did a research study, uh, a legal research team conclude that while cannabis producers assume that descheduling would facilitate a robust market in cannabis-based edibles and dietary supplements, meaning that like, if you descheduled cannabis, it would open up the business, open up the marketplace. Did the research conclude that, in fact, none of this is true if cannabis were descheduled, the FDA's complex regulatory framework would take over and just get would there'd be none of this commerce that people are talking about. What would happen if cannabis is descheduled? Legal researchers say the FDA's overreach would just squash the commerce and the marketplace. Is this is this a true finding from legal research or is this just conspiracy theorists nonsense? I say true. I'm gonna say it's true as well. I'm gonna say it's fake. So according to the University of Washington School of Law and University of Missouri School of Law professors in the um, uh, annual University Law Review, they did an analysis and found that things like claims about cannabis products, medical claims, would require the seller to go through the rigorous new drug approval process, which can cost billions of dollars and would be prohibitive for most traditional providers. So, uh, Oh, my. So, again, this is part of the reason why we're developing standards and things for cannabis and... You know, cannabis rescheduling, descheduling may have unintended consequences and trigger regulations that we haven't even thought about, uh, which makes this, again, a very difficult situation to navigate that mm-hmm. was created. <laughs> then they need another com- another department in the FDA strictly for cannabis and the development and whatever else mm-hmm. of it, the understanding yeah. and science behind it and because it's a big industry. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, you know. Yeah. Yep. We'll see if other uh, legal researchers agree with this analysis, but this is one of the first in-depth look um, uh, at what would happen to the market, it, the current market, if it was rescheduled. And it would have many unintended consequences. Because of the FDA. Yeah, mm. because of their com- – sure. like, and they're, they're a very old organization. I mean, I, I've read st- stories from researchers who tried to get a carrot extract approved for a part of a chemotherapy treatment, and they're like, that's too complex. There's too many compounds in it because, you know, they're like, what's the single active ingredient in the carrot extract? They're like, well, there's like 60 beta carotenes in there. They're all good. And they're like, no, we need single agent, single compound. What's the main ingredient? So it doesn't really fit their paradigm of how oh, they look my. at things. So, again, this is going to require – the FDA does have a botanical drug approval process, but again, it does need some improvements to facilitate the approval wow. of those substances. And that's why, again, we're going to have nothing but like big companies doing all of this. Of because course. to be able it's, to do that, you it have to have out any, you know, any so. small businesses. That's a shame. All right. Yeah. So moving on to our next uh, mm. issue. This is more science. So, did a recent study conclude? That cannabis use is associated with a lower probability of obesity in healthy people. Is cannabis use associated with a lower probability of obesity in healthy people? So if you're otherwise healthy, will cannabis use make you fat? This is is this a real research finding that hey you know this I call you know I thought of the uh, you know the, uh, 
You know how they try to say if you smoke weed, you'll just like sit around like all lethargic, and (laughs) which we've done. But like at the same time, (laughs) we were we were writing, writing. Uh, We would play ball, bikes. Yeah, right. right. All day long. I mean, look at Shaggy from freaking Scooby Doo. Yeah, I know skinny pothead people. I mean, I've I've seen big. (laughs) I know obese pothead too. I mean, not obese, but they big one, big ones too. But big ones, big ones. You know, big ones. I think there's a correlation. I think. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say you know, I, no. Yeah. No. 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 Guarantee there's some shit though. I, I, mm, go. Well, wait. The question <laughs> is this a is this a true research? I mean, I finding? know that I know that the the reality is is it's that skinny pothead finding. is real. Yeah. Skinny pothead is real. We is prefer it? the term skinny hippie. Skinny hippie. Know, but, um, yeah. Cannabis use is associated. Yeah, this is a real study yes. in yep. a U.S. population. It was. Um, Researchers at the Department of Family Medicine at Michigan State University published their research um, and basically tracked people for three years and estimated uh, these sort of BMI, body mass index changes over three years and found that cannabis did not have an impact on that, Uh, which is, you know, people are often worried about weight gain in, in healthy people, but... This shows kind of the complexity of cannabis. It kind of depends, you know, the sick versus healthy. Because if you have a wasting condition, your system will be stimulated with cannabis to help you eat and add healthy weight. But it won't necessarily make you obese Mm -hmm. or, you know, and and complicate things like that. Now, healthy, what does that actually mean? Healthy weight. Healthy weight, does that mean a person, does that person just happen to have this weight? Does that person work out as well? You know, like, is it like, you know what I mean? Like I know I'm, some people that have a healthy weight. They just have weight. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, that shit doesn't look healthy. Right? Whatever it is. You're bigger than me. But, right. I mean, I mean what is it healthy? I mean, I, you know, oh, if yeah. you're muscly, I guess, yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's good. All right. A couple All more right. of these. And um, let's see. Let's see. So uh, is this a real research finding? Researchers found that cannabis use along with alcohol increased inflammation. So cannabis Ooh. use, did it, does it increase inflammation associated with alcohol use? Is this a finding or is this a fiction? That's a finding. Fiction. Finding. Cannabis use actually was shown to mitigate inflammation that is associated with alcohol use. So in a study with 66 regular alcohol drinkers, cannabis use reduced the concentration of inflammatory markers. So the authors uh, concluded preliminary findings suggest that cannabinoid compounds may serve to uh, control the inflammation associated with alcohol use. So I can take my socks off and show you my bunions to prove that shit. What? You have bunions? Oh okay, I'm shutting up. I'm not going to ask <laughs> oh that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Like, now i got to like, look. Don't, I mean, are they on both feet? Both. Oh, God. What, I so surge, you walk like had, a little lobster yeah, guy. I, I had a surgery. It was ridiculous. I had oh, you had than, this corrective yeah, surgery? Yeah, corrective. So they and look normal massive. now. One foot. I had the other foot. I was the supposed other to one's do both. curled. No, the other one's foot straight? still curled. Because <laughs> the damn surgery... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an easy surgery. You put both feet, and he looked at the feet. It's, it's a little bit more complicated than what I thought. The you choice know. of getting old. <laughs> Why is your left foot on the right side? Exactly. That's what it looks like. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. 
That ain't no bunion. <laughs> it's a head growing out of his foot. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Anywho. <laughs> so this We're next one, down. I want you guys to fill in the blank, okay? Did cannabis use increase or decrease among adolescents in Washington State after legalization, according to the most recent study, the most recent survey? Did adolescent use, so this is like uh, high schoolers, Can it, did it increase or decrease in Washington State after legalization? What does the latest research show? Hmm. So you have these stores where you have to be 21 and over to buy cannabis. You have medical. You have you know advertising. It's more prevalent in the community. It's more visible. Uh, probably more adults are being more open with it. Are, are the youth seeing it the same way? Are they now finding it easier to get cannabis? Is is it are, are rates skyrocketing? Is it increasing or I, is it decreasing? I'm gonna say it decreased, but I'm just wondering. You see how these kids have access to their parents' right. medicine cabinets right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Oh, is there? How, how about this? Like, like, so, place. like, that's why I'm like, wow. I hope it decreased because I'm, I'm assuming that these guys they won't even let you in there if you have a if your ID is expired or if you don't have an ID. They don't even let you in the place. You can't even get in. So, um, I've, I'm going to say it decreased uh, because they're going to. by the rules. Like, a kid walks into a store and try to buy a pack of cigarettes, they're going to be like, get the hell out of here, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. But then there's that black market, man. You know what I'm saying? Which always existed. Yeah. And I'm thinking like... But I'm going to say uh, decreased. I was going to say decreased also, but... <clears throat> Explaining that... How that do we point. know how many kids were actually smoking before the legalization of these rules in the state? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. many kids volunteered this information right. to really get a solid Did database? Did they speculate and come so up with they, a number? They have uh, the SAMHSA studies. NIDA's been studying this for a really long time. Okay. So they do have some data. Okay. But again, you bring up a good point about surveys is it's not like they're, okay, now give me some of your hair. Let me make sure you're not lying. You're right. right. Um, but again, these are anonymous surveys, and, and they're getting, they were getting, they've been getting consistent results over the years. So it's, it does have some holes in it. But, you know, you'd imagine that with it being legalized, people might be more forthright with their information. So that's why this recent study is important because it takes into account some of those issues with it being more acceptable and legal. Are people being more forthright about their use and controlling for that, that baseline? So I'll go with the decrease also. But when you can you see how, of course, I'm thinking like no, it could it almost like if it was if it was this high, it didn't even move. You know what I mean? But like it, even subs- if once they legalize it, it's it didn't move, right? Yep. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, are they the, counting the kids that are going? To, what's oh, the survey of children? They, like, once you can go to dispensary, right? <laughs> I so, love that they're debating this no, and I mean, analyzing I'm, this. Like, I love so it. So, according to a survey of seventy-six thousand youth representatives. <laughs> Um, in 8th and 10th grade in the state of Washington, the trend was a decrease in mm. cannabis use trends wow. across the board, except in one group. It's a very specific caveat. 12th grade working youths was where cannabis used to increase. So if you had a job and you're going to high school, it to, increased. Because you, you could well, buy it. Well, not because you could buy it. You, how old are you? When you, when you how, you tw- what, 12th grade? Yeah. What yeah, are you? 18. 15? 18? 18. 18? That's yeah. a smart you could be 17. Yeah. 17 years 18. old, dude. Working. 17 years old, yo. You was just playing Xbox. Now you got a job, 9 to 5, yo. Yeah, That's you, stressful shit. You got to get high, yo. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got to That's smoke. making me mad. That's what that shit's making <laughs> 
Dumbass parent. Dumbass parent. But that kid is making a conscious effort, though. No, we're not just choice. I work during the summer. These are not unemployed kids. Yeah, like that kid is, he's paying his, he's not getting, yeah. Randy's looking at me all upset right now because I just said no, I made my kids ball, work. I'm playing baseball, basketball, I, you know, whatever specialty, getting a scholarship to college. I, don't know, I was. Yeah. I mean, if busy. you're if you're clever enough to have your own entrepreneurial business, God bless you. You know, you're still going to school nine to two o'clock. I don't know how many hours you're working after that, but yeah. if he needs to buy a sack. I mean, jeez. Yeah, he worked from. He probably getting he works dad from like high. three to nine. <laughs> <laughs> right? Come home, got to do his homework. Sorry, yeah. Grayson. I'm thinking about you right now. Sorry. He's <laughs> on the wrestling team. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wrestler. A wrestler. I like wrestling. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, it's a complicated issue. We'll see what happens in the coming years. But uh, this is really important research. It also shows that the industry is probably being responsible with their advertising and yeah. messaging as well. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. I like that. That's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out and how it actually is going to affect you know, mm-hmm. usage. I um, hope kids that that are thinking about trying like drugs. I hope they're afraid, because when I was when I first started smoking marijuana, I was afraid. Yeah, I was uh, legit. Look what we saw those legit scared, like legit scared what to were you smoke because of? it was like you know it's this shit's gonna alter whatever this is that I am right now. If I take this smoke in, something's gonna happen where I get high. But that, which, but that, and yeah. that just alone was scary. Like. But I think there's a lot of miseducation out there, too. We had our generation. It stems from miseducation as well. But at the same time, knowing that this thing is going to alter your your thought process, your your ability to maybe possibly move, just, I mean, it's it's a frightening thing. So uh, you should be afraid. Yeah. Now, and if you don't start, let me shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Greer's going to come tell you. But it doesn't, I have to say, though, it used to be that people thought that it would permanently change you and that it would cause mm-hmm. all these problems. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. Mm-hmm. That's not true. That's not what being, the research is showing. I, I, mean, remember, <laughs> I remember being younger and, and, yeah. and getting high and being like at a point where I was so high where it was like, whew, I'm not going to do this shit no more. Yeah. And as soon as it went yeah. down, I was like, yo, G, you want to get high? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love but, that joke you but tell. I, I think, but I, I think I that also that. had to do it. with the fact that you know, I may have maybe was uh, drinking alcohol as well with it. So. Well, I love the joke that you tell about the Milky Way, oh. the first time you ever smoked a bong. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah. laughs> don't I have to go to Comedy Cellar to hear so, that joke. So many of our friends' parents <laughs> smoked. The kid, we were acclimated. It was like, what are they doing? They yeah. in their mom's room. You know what they do. You, you can smell, smell that shit. smell on, man. by the damn door. So you like, you know, mom, get cool, put on Al Green when she come out the damn room and starts cooking. So, you know, that, that took away some of the, you know. Oh, you guys are nuts. <laughs> we have about eight minutes left. We could do one more, one more <laughs> science, or one more time, so or we could nice. go into the mind munchies and closing statements. How do you guys feel? Let's like? do Whoa. it. 
Let's do which one? One more. Oh, one more. One more. And then one more. One more. And then mind munchies. All right. So this next one is again: is this a is this an increase or a decrease risk? But cannabis use in patients with schizophrenia is associated with a increase or decrease in a risk for inflammatory bowel disease. How does First of all, you could just say this is not a real study. No one's looking at inflammatory bowel disease in schizophrenic patients. Or you could say that it increased the risk, it decreased the risk. But the development of it. <laughs> Again, the fecal number is very high. The fecal number yeah, is very high. Yeah, there's a lot of shit in that one. We're going to have to have a callback. Call back that whole batch. Yeah. Patients with schizophrenia, does cannabis use increase or decrease the risk of developing inflammatory bowel disease? This is a real scientific inquiry. Okay. I uh, say increase. Because if you look at the subways, I mean, they <laughs> These crazy moms. Which one of y'all shit. got a shit? Right. I'm literally on, on the way to my office one yeah. day. There is a guy in my neighborhood squatting over taking a dump. Hey. Right. But and it was... was he using cannabis? I don't think so. <laughs> no, probably so... not. No. <laughs> I right. mean, to be doing right. one in front right. of your house. <laughs> Sorry, Doc Jan. <laughs> you got a tissue? But maybe that's all these researchers did is they observed some of this behavior you're discussing. What was his name? <laughs> What is that character's name? <laughs> oh, no, no, come oh on. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do what it. What you say, Dr. J? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a high fecal matter. <laughs> Sorry. Well, okay. so we, we hear a lot of stuff about cannabis use of people with mental health issues. Yep. And so they're always mm-hmm. looking at health factors. So is, I... there's, there's certain side effects that we all know would suck to develop. But, you know, what this is talking about is they had a control group, right? They had a group that didn't use cannabis and things like that. But what did they find? Did it increase the prevalence of this GI disorder or did it decrease it? Decrease. Decreased it. That's the meds they're using. If they were crapping on themselves, that's a good point. There are side effects from medications as well. Those side effects are horrible. People gain weight. They can get tremors. They're they're very – they even kind of contribute to a lot of the problems that – that people with this so disorder. yeah in the in the journal of psychological medicine published uh, about a week or two ago they actually found at the copenhagen research center for mental health in twenty one thousand cases of schizophrenia that they looked at uh cannabis use was associated with a reduced risk for inflammatory bowel disease which go. can be irritated or triggered mm-hmm. by medications medication. and other lifestyle things of so yeah. um but it wasn't it's associated with in the Brilliant. control group so, again, it's I love this research that kind of makes you laugh and think. You're like, how did they even – what triggered them to look, get mm-hmm. this hypothesis mm-hmm. going? Like, I've, Well, they had a captive audience yeah. probably, you know, and, and people having – that's a side, can, a side effect. And so this is a great opportunity because, you know, research has shown that IBS is impacted by cannabis use in a positive – you know, it actually reduces the symptoms of it. Right. Oh, that's fascinating. Excellent. I love this Oh, the last thing we haven't talked about, I think everyone should be aware of, before we move on to our closing segment, is the FDA is having a hearing on May 31st. You can look them up on the website. That's right. You can submit written testimony, uh, and you can get selected to present in D.C. on May 31st. We will be submitting you, and I will be submitting. We're submitting some data about the safety of CBD products um, as well. So we're trying to get, but I think the more people write, about what their concerns are, about how this program will be regulated, what are the standards, what do they want to see, what they like, what they don't like. 
this is a chance to get on the record uh, that will help determine the fate of this part of the industry. The FDA is saying, public, let us know what you think. How yeah. should we handle this CBD issue? Should we let restaurants keep spiking it in your lattes or should we have that more controlled? What are your concerns and issues? So, again, the hmm. deadline's approaching in a couple weeks, but the hearing will be on May 31st mm-hmm. in D.C. Yep. Okay. And hopefully the new hip, part of the new Hemp Times crew will be there. Road trip. Road cool. trip to D.C. Nice. Yeah. All right. So now. <laughs> Wait. Before we move on, I'm sorry. I have to do a shameless plug. Mm-hmm. We need contributors. We have Patreon sponsors. Please go to www.patreon.com slash newhemptimes. We are looking for people who believe in our vision of trying to change the landscape and the conversation around the global cannabis bonanza. And we got some fun stuff up up our sleeves. Nice. And we're trying to kind of build this thing. So we need your support and your help. So thank you for contributing. Thank you. Yep. And we need you. Let's thank build you. a family. Yep. So 30 seconds. Who wants to go first with their mind munchie? I will. <laughs> I will. Me, me. Give me some food for thought. The most <clears throat> difficult times for many of us are the ones we give ourselves. Mm. Hmm. I like A that. little wisdom of Jan for the day. It I is. Like all right. Actually, it's from Pima Chodron, but that's okay. No, it's, it's good. Right. It's I good. do that all the time. What? <laughs> Pima Chodron? <laughs> <laughs> no, that. Would you just... Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Most difficult times for many of us. Yes, it's true. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll go. This is for stand-up comedians. If it makes you laugh, it's funny. Here's the key. Remember those exact words that made you laugh. That's the punchline. Oh, right. I love that. That's some good advice. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, true. Yeah. So I don't have any wisdom. <laughs> is that your wisdom? I do. <laughs> I just don't have a wise thing to say right now, but I did promise that uh, I would give a shout out, a special shout out to University of Virginia. Yep, yep. Nephew Ty Jerome, mm-hmm. his daddy Mark Jerome, who, yeah, yeah. who we Sub- grew, Mark. and I grew up with. Uh-huh. Um, his son did it. <gasps> and they he was won. in the team? Yeah. Starting wow. point guard. Ty, oh, Ty yeah. is big time. Is. And his daddy, Mark, was no yeah, joke. He was a, a beast. hell of a point guard. Yeah, ran was. Riverside Church. Played with him since I was in the oh. seventh grade. And uh, his dad's a hardcore. He used to... He used to yell at us more than the coach would. <laughs> you know, we'd come out of a timeout, and the coach, we'd be like, well, what are we going to do, coach? He, coach would be like, listen to Mark. Do what he said. You know, he, was, he was that type of cat. So oh, that's proud of awesome. that kid. He's going to go oh. to the NBA one day. So. Oh, that's Beautiful. great. Yeah, Ty Very Jerome. good. Very good. Uh, I guess what I close with is a quote I read from one of my favorite authors, uh, Isaac Asimov, and it was, uh, people who think they know everything are a great annoyance to those of us who do. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, I feel burned mm. by Jayhan right now. Ow. You're making meaning out of that. Oh, I love that. I love it. That's that story I'm telling myself. It's the difficult time I'm giving. All right. Well, oh thank you, everyone. Thank See you, guys. you uh, thank you next guys. week. Same hemp time, same uh, hemp channel. Absolutely. And please don't forget to support us on Patreon. Have a great night, guys. Night, night. Stay Bye. safe, y'all. Don't burn your lips. <laughs> <laughs>